<laughs> ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Miss Willow's Book Club. A couple of besties talking about some of our favorite books. (laughs) Woohoo! (laughs) Woohoo! What are we talking about today, Shelby? Today we are talking about The Fourth Wing. (laughs) Okay, high level. What was your rating overall? Oh my gosh. If I could give it a 10 out of 5, I would give it a 10 out of 5. I totally agree. (laughs) And I know that I've given other books 5 stars, but this was like definitely a level above the other 5 star books I've had lately. Which, if you look at Goodreads, it agrees with us. 4.7 stars and like over 80,000 reviews. It's, It's been quite the popular book. I have been seeing it all over TikTok, Mm -hmm. where it's like one of those where, um, I can't even think about the sound right now, but they're like reading something else and then like somebody comes running by. Yes, yes. (laughs) They're like looking at something else and you can like hear the sound like a car is like driving by or whatever, you know, and the the music, right? Gets like loud in the theater again. Yeah. That's so funny. I think everybody's been having the whiplash from their TBR of this book just coming up out of nowhere. It really did just come out of nowhere though. And I didn't know she was like a small publisher. Mm, I didn't realize that either. Mm. We're both lucky to have gotten the regular first edition prints with the sprayed edges though. And apparently the second book that's supposed to come out in November is also going to have the sprayed edges. Nice. I know. Need to go order that ASAP. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love it. Um, So I think we should give like a very brief synopsis on what the heck this book is even about. We should do like a spoiler free beginning. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. The very, maybe it's not the very first page, but like a couple pages in, it says the following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language by Jessinia Nawart, curator of the Scribe Quadrant as ba- at Basquiat War College. Our, all events are true, and names have been preserved to honor the courage of those fallen. May their souls be commended to Malik. And when really I really sets the tone. Yes, yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is gonna be deep. <laughs> intense. <laughs> intense. Yeah. Which it was, but it wasn't as intense as I thought it was going to be. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, um, yeah, I don't even, I'm like trying to figure out where to even start. I, I know, know I start. guess like a very high level brief synopsis is you're at this war college mm-hmm. and you have all of these different quadrants that you can be in mm-hmm. and then now we have something kind of like the Hunger Games where you've got all of these different like... Districts? Districts, yep. And then you have to do these trials in order to live. (laughs) Yeah, kind of, but it's only the, um, it's only from the one district that they're required to go, that the kids are required to go through it, right? So Mm -hmm. for everybody else, it's a volunteer thing. You can volunteer to come to this college and try to, you know, try to get into this college and be either a healer, a scribe, uh... Something that was like an infantry. They don't really talk about the infantry yeah, it was that much. Yeah, kind of like but, healers, but well, no, infantry is usually like like 
front line in the oh. army and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think yes. it's like the people who are out there actually like shooting yes. guns and stuff. Like think on that. The front lines, yeah. More of yeah. like a grunge thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have them and then they have the riders who mm-hmm. are the are dragon riders and that's the the cream of the crop. That's the the, crop. the <laughs> most challenging to get into, the most challenging to survive, and like the most respected kind of mm-hmm. for those reasons too. Although also the ones clearly with the biggest ego, which is oh, funny. Absolutely. It was so funny to see their interactions with even even like a little bit <laughs> of the other quadrants that we have. My stomach right. is just going insane. <laughs> I think it was the bubbles because we are celebrating. Woohoo! What are we celebrating today? We both have new jobs. Cheers to new jobs. Cheers, cheers. So we both graduated with our graduate and doctorate, and we both got new jobs. And yeah. Out, and so we are very, very excited. Yes. Oh, yes. Yay. So, so like we were saying, there are the four different quadrants mm-hmm. that these applicants can go into and are main character has thought forever that she was going to be in a scribe. She wanted to be a right. scribe like her dad. Oh, and been... a little bit of a forewarning, we will be giving spoilers. Yes. <laughs> this is not a spoiler-free. This is not free. a spoiler-free episode. <laughs> yes. We, uh, yeah, so she, she thinks she's going to be a scribe kind of forever. That's what she's been training to mm-hmm. do. And her mother, who is the commander. She's the general. The general. The general. Of the... Um, entire like fleet of dragon riders Mm -hmm. um she decides for her daughter that she's not going to be allowed to be a scribe she has to be a writer and so uh she only gets like six months to train when everybody else has been training forever yeah before she's literally since they were like 12 yeah and not to mention like like we said before it's a really dangerous thing to do and they, what were the, I don't remember what they said, the fatality rates were, like, just on the very first challenge, fatality rate is supposed to be, like, 15%. Yes. And then, in general, they're like, oh, and then we lose half the people in the first year, and another third the next year, and whatever. So, it's, it's a, a very dangerous thing. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Dangerous. And so, the majority of the people who are there really want to be there, and yes. so they have this, like, internal drive that makes it worth it to them. But our main character has never been, she didn't want to do that. That wasn't her plan. Yes. And, I mean, she adapts, and, uh, you know, it becomes her desire mm-hmm. kind of just to prove people wrong at I know, first, but... which I absolutely just loved so mm-hmm. like growing up this sweet little violet sorengale mm-hmm. was smaller than everybody mm-hmm. she's got half of her hair that is white because she had this fever when she was younger and she's got a chronic illness and so yep. she's always been smaller and basically always thought of as less than mm-hmm. and so basically when her mom is like you have to go into the rider quadrant her sister comes to her defenses and is like absolutely not because mm-hmm. her sister is like one of the greatest writers of all time mm-hmm. and so she's like absolutely not I don't want I don't want to watch like one of my siblings die. Another one of my um, siblings die. Another one of my siblings. Yeah. Because her brother had died five years prior. Yes. And so then how they first bring up, because they don't, in the beginning of the book, they don't really talk about him a ton. It's like, <laughs> there's a little bit of mystery behind it. Just says like from page five that no one dared mention Brennan or his dragon in the five years since they died in the Tyrish, uh rebellion in the yes. South. Mom tolerates me, respects Mira, but she loved Brennan. Dad did, too. And so it's, like, really clear that it was a pretty monumental 
thing that people just don't talk about. Like he yeah. just he doesn't really seem to be mentioned. That she makes it clear that it's not she doesn't talk like with her family about him really. He's just like an off limits topic, which yep. already I think kind of set the tone of like hmm because I had <laughs> I had marked that. So I I'll back up how I took my notes for this specific oh, book. Yes. I tried tried a different method. I've never we're, we're new to annotating <laughs> yes. books, right? But for this one, I had so I had a couple main colors. I have orange are my like what I think are not teasers isn't the right word are um like little easter eggs like that hints, are come up yeah later. like things that are you know think like prophecy sort mm-hmm. of stuff so the orange ones are the ones I've marked as like hmm like I feel like, like that's, that's a hint for later <laughs> and then I have blue which was like description of um like people or places so just so that, like to help me paint like a it, mental yeah. image and then pink was like background on the world so when they described like the each of the providences or just like some information about like how the trials are run or stuff mm-hmm. like that of like information I did that and then the this like deep purple color was any like major moments and my very yeah. first one as I'm flipping through my very first like major moments we're only only 20 pages in and we already have our first death and that came up so fast yes and it reminded me of um when you first read Crescent City and you know you oh, think that Danica and like the pack of wolves is gonna be uh, such a big character and then all of a sudden on page 20 already Dylan the guy who she's yeah. behind so she's like in line you know to walk across the, yep. uh what do you call the it the parapet pa- yeah parapet the which I'm assuming is like a little narrow bridge yep and so she, you know she's making friends with everybody in line and you're you're rooting for them and he's got the ring for his fiance yes. future fiance around his neck immediately slips and dies my jaw oh, my dropped. jaw dropped I was like oh fuck this is not oh this is also we're gonna cuss a little bit yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, and I was just, it, it, that's totally what it reminded me, though, is that when the pack of wolves dies so quickly in um, Crescent City, and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be that kind of book. I like, will never forget that I texted you. I was sitting at the airport coming home from Minnesota last August, and I was like, they all die? Yeah, <laughs> and serious. honestly, that's a summary of this book, too, is like, yes. half the people die. Like, it's oh my God, it was very Game of Thrones style. You never very. know who's going to live. Everybody's everybody's gonna die. Nobody's safe. Yeah, oh. but I just remember. So that was the first thing that, that first I had marked as my major thing is oh the, my God. is when Dylan falls and dies and. <laughs> oh. That was so sad because he was just like you already want to root for him i know oh my god yeah so tell me shelby how did you mark your book up how did you take notes okay so i took notes i did a blue tab for any time that we had like a character description Mm -hmm. because we had a lot of those a lot of characters (laughs) yep and then for green i did pivotal moments and so Mm -hmm. like the first one i did was when it talks about brennan's death but they also talk about her dad's death and Mm -hmm. so both of these things like super impacted her so that was like my first one Mm -hmm. yellow I did any mention of power and so Mm -hmm. we got these certain powers with certain creatures who has what powers yes and then I did uh pink for a description of a location which I didn't have a whole lot of pink and I started noticing that that might be a little bit of an issue Mm. but the last one I had was history Mm -hmm. and I did that in orange and so a lot of the times I really love this writing style because in the beginning of every chapter, they have this, like, little blurb. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my gosh. The little, like, quote, you know, so from, like, a much. fake document, sort of. Yes! Yeah, and some of them are, like, <laughs> so you have ones from the field guide to dragon kind, yes! and there's some from different, 
um, like legal documents sort of things after the rebellion. Or There's from some, Brennan's journal. I was going to say some from Brennan's journal. Like they have all these different, you know, documents that yeah. the quotes can be from. And they were like sometimes good for setting the scene of what was going to happen in that chapter. But they also oh, yeah. gave like some good sort of like background to mm-hmm. the world without, I don't know. It was, you know, how they always say writers should show, not tell. And I yes. feel like that was, even though that was sort of telling it was like in a really different way and so it didn't bother me as for like just getting information from that I think like one of the biggest ones that like one of the first ones where I was like oh this is cool it's giving you like like a lot of background information Uh is chapter three it says blue dragons descend from the extraordinary Gormphalius line known for their formidable size they are the most ruthless especially in the case of the rare blue dagger tail whose knife-like spikes at the tip of their tail can disembowel an enemy with one flick and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, these dragons are going to be ruthless. Yeah. But it just, like, sets the scene on, like, here's a little bit of background information that might help you understand a little bit more about what's going on. Yeah, I totally agree. I loved it. I love, 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 loved it. Yeah. Mm. So to start us off with Miss Violet, we already talked a little bit about how she walked the parapet. Yep. And but we haven't mentioned her other friend or what she did there. Ooh, so how do you say her name? Hold on, I gotta look and see what it's even written as. So Where's a little bit of background. Her name. Hold on, a little bit of background. Oh, the Rhiannon. Rhiannon. That's how I said it too. Mm. Um, Rhiannon. So which reminded me of like Rihanna. Oh my god, I think it's the only too. reason why I said it like that. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> That's exactly what so I'm I was telling me to too. call her Rihanna in my head. <laughs> so this parapet that they have, they mm-hmm. have to like walk across it to even get into the college. Yeah, it's like the the first steps. They have to do yes. entrance exams, like an uh, an agility test and like a you know knowledge test or whatever to yeah. you know even be able to get to this point. But to like cross the threshold to become cadets, yep. like they have to cross this narrow long bridge that is like super windy and 200. But they say um, 200 feet above a ravine or something. Yes. So. so I pictured it was like a volcano, and then it was just like a stone, like, little walk across. Yeah. But I, to me, it was really long. Yeah. And I was like... This is totally the wrong picture, but my <laughs> brain immediately went to, you know, in Shrek, when they're like, they have the little, like, string bridge yeah. taking across... So, I was imagining I that, but like stone. But but like stone. Yeah. But that's that's what I was imagining is like this rickety little like super sketch. I think it's supposed to be like that yeah. though. It's supposed to be rickety. It's supposed to be yeah. like one slip and you die. And yeah. then it's storming. Right. And so it's already wet. Mm-hmm. And so she has made friends with uh Dylan, Rihanna. rest in peace. Dylan. And Brianna. Brianna. We got Dylan and Rihanna. <laughs> And so, so Rihanna, so she has already decided from moment one, even though her sister yeah. has been like, don't make friends. Friends aren't going to help you. But Ma- who did she tell her to stick with? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but immediately, of course, Violet makes friends. So. Yes, with uh, So she makes friends with the people who are around her in the line and they're all like waiting to cross this little bridge. And mm-hmm. so her, her new friend, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> We know that is not her name, just to be clear, but that is what that I is will funny. be calling her. <laughs> so, um, 
So Rihanna, she looks down at her boots, and her sister had corrected her boots to, like, have... She's got all the rider gear on. She's wearing rider black. She's got, you know, this, like, protective armor on, which saves her multiple times. And she also has boots that that have soles that are really grippy on them. Mm -hmm. And she looks in front of her, and she sees that Rihanna doesn't have the right type of shoes on. And immediately, she's like, we have to switch a boot. We have to switch a boot. And... From that moment, it's like you, it really shows Violet's character. Like yeah. from the very beginning, she's like, "I know that this is supposed to be all about me surviving, but I care about everybody else." And I feel yes. like that really set the tone for like what her character is with like such one small mm-hmm. movement, right? And it's not just uh, Rihanna that takes notice of this, right? Because yeah, our main love interest <laughs> also wait, notices we're supposed this. to hate him. Yeah, yeah. I, I never hated him. I never actually hated him. <laughs> yep. Well, because she's told to stay away from him, and of course she does not. Stay away from him and stay with her longtime BFF, Dane. Yeah. Yeah. Dane was boring from the beginning. Dane is holding her back from the beginning. Oh, from the beginning. From the very beginning. He's, like, constantly telling her, basically telling her that she can't do it. Yeah. And, like, please, please leave, please leave, please go sit with the books, you're better yeah. with the books, like... He has no faith in her Uh-oh. from the beginning and, like, doesn't even support her in that way at all. Like, even when she gets hurt and he's like, yeah, no, don't heal her. She needs to leave. I'm like, it's like that is horrible. I know. Yeah, like, she is, pissing me you off. need to respect her decisions and he does not. Not at all. It was, oh, it was making me so mad. Like, yeah. from the very beginning, too. Yeah. Well, well, and it's tough because when you first introduce to Dane, so after she's crossed this uh, part, what is it mm. called again? Wait, she meets somebody really important before she yeah, goes okay. to the parapet. Yeah, tell us that. So, right as she's about to go, there's this guy being all loud and obnoxious behind her, and he's like, mm. he's like, you're never going to make it. When I get over there, I'm going to kill you first. Mr. Jack Barlow. Yeah. Fuck this guy. And as she's trying to cross this bridge, he's like chasing after her, like, too. He's like, literally. I'm going to shove you off. Yes. Like, you're not even going to make it. shoves off somebody in Else. front of him yeah. and then shoves somebody behind him and he's like running after her and she's like, I will not die, I will not die, I will not die. Mm-hmm. And she is like talking to herself. Mm-hmm. And it's, what's it called? The codex? Is yeah. Like their code, their code, basically. Yeah. Things like the... the Rules. Yes. Rules, yeah. It's like the huge rule book, because if you don't have rules, you're all gonna die. Well, small rule book for riders. They don't have as many rules. <laughs> Not as true. <laughs> because you can still kill each other, but yeah, okay. So she's, like, repeating this, and it's, like, helping calm her down, and mm-hmm. I loved this writing, because, like... Not only are you seeing all the dialogue, but you're also getting a lot of what's going on inside her, her mind. Yeah. And so sometimes I don't love first person, but I really liked it here. Oh, I'm usually a first person are fan. You? Yeah, I like knowing what's going on inside their head. And I liked how she did it here. And exactly, and I love that you brought that up too, because so Violet's way of sort of like calming herself down when she's getting like really nervous, because she's so intelligent and she oh my gosh so she recognizes that if she's feeling anxious feeling mm-hmm. like the physical signs of anxiousness that she's going to be more dangerous to herself like she's going to be more yeah. likely to fail or make stupid mistakes and so the way that she calms herself down is basically like reciting information that she knows that she oh. learned when she was planning to be a scribe but i thought it was really interesting because the right the writer was able to again sort of like those little quotes at the beginning of each chapter it was another yeah. way to kind of like information dump a little bit mm-hmm. and so you get a, again like learn a little bit more about like different types of dragons or different yeah. types of whatever like through violet 
doing this like self-talk yeah. which I all I don't know I thought that was kind of creative I way to, to get information out too I really liked it because yeah. basically anytime she's feeling anxious or anything she'll just like repeat this codex mm-hmm. and so you're like getting all this information you're like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. I didn't realize that like that's actually important information to know and she is so intelligent that it was just it was so cool to see mm-hmm. oh I just loved it so she crosses the parapet right yep she crosses his parapet and Mr. Jack is running after her. <laughs> and as soon as he gets to the end, he's like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. And she basically puts a knife like up to his balls. And she's like, yes. Take one more step, I dare you. Yes. And, this is and like, you're like, she is not just a book nerd. No, she's not. Yeah. And she's sitting there, like, basically telling herself, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, I can yeah. do this. It was so Well, funny. and I love that when he's like, um, when he's like, what's it going to be, Soren Gale? You're going to have Jack start as a eunuch? <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> that was one of the ones that, that was one of my, my purple tabs of, I thought, pivotal moment for her. Oh, my God, like, I love so Again, kind of like the switching of the shoe. Like mm-hmm. at this point, we're literally at page twenty-eight, and I feel yes. like I already have such a good understanding of like who Violet is as mm-hmm. a person. Like, yeah. So I love yes. that. And, and so, so, who else notices that she gives Rihanna her shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Just I, I love it so much. I'm never not gonna laugh no, at that. I think I'm gonna read that as Rihanna. No, I know, I me do. too, because I will be rereading this book. Yeah. Um, she sees. Zayden is how I'm supposed to say it, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Zayden Riorson. Yes. Who I think we're all clear from the beginning is, like, going to be of interest. Yes. Well, I mean, he's got the dark hair. We all know it's dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she... So Zayden is also recognizing this. And Zayden and Violet, without even knowing each other, already have this, like, hate. Because... Yep. So Violet's brother was supposedly killed by what somebody in um Zayden's family or I think something it was Zayden's dad Zayden's dad mm-hmm. and um Zayden's mom or dad or both were murdered by Violet's not murdered excuse me executed but yes because they were traitors well quote-unquote traitors <laughs> Fenriorson was Zayden's yeah. dad and so they were killed by um basically Violet's mom and, like, that yeah. whole uh, command. Right. And so the, before they even meet each other, they basically have this, like, hate for each other. Yeah. Because... Uh, they're, like, supposed to hate each other because their right. families are killing each other. So Fenriorson led that huge... Rebellion. Rebellion. And Violet's mom, which... Do we actually get her name? I don't think... Yeah, they say we? they say the mom's Sorengale's name, but I feel like they normally just call her Sorengale. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, Lilith Sorengale. Yeah. Um, so, everybody hates her as well. Yeah, I don't, yeah, nobody really seems... I mean, she is kind of a bitch. Yeah, oh, my God. She was whole horrible time. to Violet. Yeah. You're going to do this, and you're going to do fine, blah, blah, blah. But then... Well, and then even when she does well, she's, like, not even supportive of her, her own child. Her. Yeah. Yeah, it made me really sad for Violet. Really sad too. But then it also made me happy because as Violet clearly is like, I mean, she's working her ass off and she's, you know, is kind of the weak link in a lot of ways, especially in the beginning. Yeah. But she has this way with people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like besides people like Jack, who are just bullies, yeah, people seem to really like, like her and accept her and a- appreciate like her drive and want to help her. And so yeah. I really liked that, like, 
from the beginning, as much as this is a fantasy romance, and I think we both read a lot of fantasy romance, I love that you also get that, like, Harry Potter found family kind of friendships, mm-hmm. too, and so even though she's not getting, and that she's really close with her sister, Mira, yes. so we, we know that, and, you know, she's just not able to talk to her because it's her first year. Yes, but, and what happens in the first year is you're basically just, like, not allowed to have any contact oh, from the outside. Yeah, not at all. Not from any family or friends yeah. or whatever, but... So, you know, we kind of give, Mira gets passed for that. But in mm-hmm. general, it's like, she doesn't really seem like she had the right type of support before. And like, yeah. as she establishes herself in this wing, right? And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, she just, she feels like she belongs, even yes. if it's not where she expected herself to be. Like, she pushes herself to right. still feel like. And it's cool because like, you also notice her pushing other people. So like, yes. not only is she like. In a good way. Yes. She's having, like, all of this support, and, like, she's trying to support everybody else, too. She's like, well, I don't want to feel like this. I want my friends to feel like they can all do it, too. And so she, like, Mm -hmm. lifts everybody up. Like, I absolutely love her as a main character. Mm -hmm. Like, some of the other books we've been reading recently, um, the main female character is extremely whiny. whiny. And she's like, oh at first I can't do this I can't do this I can't do that oh my god my Mm -hmm. life is hard but and Violet's like here's my life and I'm gonna make the best of it right and I think some of that comes with um like maturity of Mm -hmm. age too right and I don't remember this is considered YA isn't it yep this is considered YA and I think they were but it's kind of on the verge right because she's 20 I think isn't Violet 20 um younger but um let me check i thought it i thought it was college so i thought for some reason i thought i remembered her being 20 but um i think that is one thing i always notice a little bit of the difference between when i read adult fantasy and ya fantasy is there is a certain level of maturity of characters and so from the beginning yeah as much as there are things that have not been easy for Mm -hmm. violet in you know her relationships with her mom or you know then having to switch and all of a sudden do this like holy totally different quadrant she is like sassy she is confident in herself she i like that she already has a sexual history before she has like any contact with the characters in this book and so like I i just really love that she sees sex as like fun and like a, not a taboo topic and it's mm-hmm. not she's not this you know Me, white like, virgin whatever oh you I know? loved that and I, I think that that's and it wasn't even that it was a big deal it's mm-hmm. just I liked that it was casual mm-hmm. and I, I don't know I really appreciate I liked it too that. because it wasn't like this is my important like most important life event to this point right where like a lot of like YA books are right. like this is the most my first time I've yeah. ever done in my life and she's like nah I've done this before right she's like damn <laughs> you hot boy I'm gonna jump your bones well I know because... which I laugh so hard so right from the beginning you know her sister tells her to go find Dane and so Dane is her childhood friend and they <laughs> have known each other like all growing up and they've always had a friendship, although clearly maybe like a borderline, yeah. like a very flirty friendship all growing up. And she was looking was, for more. He's like in between the age of her older sister and her. So she's, she's closer. Isn't he closer to her age though? Because he's only one year older, I thought. He's just then, a second year. But wasn't Mira only like two years older? Or I thought she, she was five. Oh, was she five? Okay. I might be misremembering that, no, but somehow I thought she was five might be totally right. years older. Um, But yeah, and so... He is, yeah, just, he's like the older boy next door type yeah, or whatever. Like, oh, and so I just, crush. right from the beginning <laughs> to when we see them, you know, re-meet. So 
Dane had been in his first year of rider school the year before. So as Shelby said, you know, you have no contact with your friends or family during that first year. And so she didn't really get to talk to Dane during that year. And so this is her <laughs> first time seeing him in a while. And he's kind of, you know, filled out, matured a little bit too. Oh, yeah. And I remember, <laughs> so right after she went into him again and um, she, they're like going to try and wrap up her knee. She heard it when she was walking across that bridge and she goes why Dane you've seen me in swimmer tunics and even ball gowns are you telling me it's leather that does it for you and you could just see them like bantering from the very I beginning know. she always well. tries to be like this Light-hearted. sassy yeah. sassy and he was just like I'm gonna be serious. I'm so serious I know why so I serious I love her exact quote was sometime in this last year Dane Ados went from attractive and cute to gorgeous yeah <laughs> And I'm about to be sick all over his boots. Because <laughs> she had, like, just gotten over the parapet. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, gotta find Dane, gotta find Dane. And Mira's yep. like, stay away from Zadib. Ah, but did you notice that the way that she described Zadib? She goes, oh, it's so different from the beginning. Ooh, she's like, the most gorgeous man. He's the most exquisite man I've ever seen. Yep. He has to be over six foot. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it brought me flashbacks to Akatar. Right? The, like, the, the seeing Reese for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I loved it. And so Zayden, he clearly takes notice of her too. Partially mm-hmm. because of the, like, family feud and partially just because of her. And so he, he sees the boot situation, he sees her cross, he sees, you know, the whole knife situation with Jack. And so right away, she, so she t- talks to Dane, and Dane is a squad leader which is like think like the first level of management and yeah then we have zayden who is a wing leader who is mm-hmm. then like think a level above dane basically right mm-hmm. and so she gets to request to be on dane's squad because he's like oh well, i'm gonna protect you i'm gonna protect you whatever yeah, i'll but, take you under my wing yeah but right away zayden is like no no no, no. we're bringing all of them over here so her uh-huh. and rihanna <laughs> <laughs> And um, everybody else who's under Dane gets swapped under to go under Zayden right from the beginning. And because he then gets, like, full control over, like, everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah, so any punishments are totally up to him. Mm -hmm. Anything else. Which is is, scary. Right. Because at this point, like, we know that they're We know the feud, and that's all we know. Yeah. And so automatically, Violet's like, oh my god, he's going to kill me. Right. And I feel like she says this for probably the first, like, half of the book, like... Yeah, she's really scared of him, yeah. Which, rightfully so, because he's, you know, clearly kind of a badass. Mm -hmm. And not even just a regular, oh, I'm just a badass dude. It's just, he's really good. I mean, he's clearly very smart. He actually has good strategy. Yeah, he has a really big, really good dragon. Mm -hmm. And he is smart with his following. So all of these other kids of the Rebellion leaders the people who are involved in the rebellion, he is the oldest of all 107 of them. And so he has basically taken responsibility for all of these kids in their lives because they, and yeah, I know that was really hard when (laughs) we heard about that. But I think that 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 when Violet sees this secret meeting that Zayden is having with all these kids and realizes that he's a badass beyond just being mean, right? He's there to support all these other kids. And he's like, how can I help you? How can I help you succeed? What do you need right now? And he like becomes this. He's yeah. He's like almost this dad figure for, I think some of the younger kids there. And he's, he's really leading them and trying to help these kids get out from underneath the, 
title of traitor that their family yeah. brings because they're all visibly wearing these they have the tattoos or not not tattoos but the it's markings like a, yeah they all get these markings from dragons so if we haven't made it super clear they have these creatures that they basically bond with and so they like it reminds me of like a a Braxos or whatever and yes uh, like from Manon and, and Throne of Glass. Yes. It was, I really liked this because it was like, you have this bond and then you get these. Special powers. Yeah, these like special Through powers. your relationship. And so it's yeah. it's based off of the dragon and the rider. The right. combination. And so the dragon basically brands you. It's mm-hmm. not like a brand, so it's not like fire, but they basically give you this tattoo looking thing mm-hmm. and it's supposed to like be a display of your power. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. I, yep. gosh, I love it. And, like, the way that they talk about these dragons and the diversity that they have mm-hmm. with them. And, like, these dragons have personalities. Yeah. Like, and that's that's one thing I like, too, is um, sometimes I think creatures in books mm-hmm. are, like, just creatures. Oh, yeah. But since once they bond, they have this mind connection with their rider, too. And, oh, which, on that note, had marked it so early as one of my, like, orange predictions or whatever tab that there's a point where (laughs) they make a comment that, uh, like, oh, well, you can only talk to your own dragon. Like, only talk to your own uh, bonded dragon. But uh, we'll get get to that in a minute. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I love it. They're talking about it in the battle brief class. Yeah. Where, like... These are the kind of dragons there are, and, like, you've got... Let me let me go back to my... Uh, I have, like, a whole thing on the dragons, and I just love it so much. So they can use magic to mark their skin. They're oh, really yeah. harsh, and they can literally just cremate people whenever they want. And, like, <laughs> like literally... They just get full authority, basically. Yeah, yeah they just they, burn Because they know that they have more power than the mm-hmm. humans do that they're bonding with. And it's kind of just a like mutually beneficial relationship yeah. is the reason why they're doing it in the first place. Yeah. But the humans, they don't get to make the choices. The Nothing. dragons make the choices. They have the authority. And you start to realize later on in the book that like this is true. Like yeah. the dragons hold all this authority. But in this first battle brief class that they have, because they've got all these different classes, but the battle brief is where everybody is supposed to like be learning about the history and what's going on in the world. And you learn that different colors mean different behaviors for the dragons. So black means that you don't even go near them. Blue, there's only one right now, and it's Zayden's. There are a few reds, a few greens, but nobody knows anything about feather tails. Mm-hmm. And there's a golden one that will be bonding. And so automatically, you're like, oh, there's the super rare dragon that's out there. I know, I marked it <laughs> not on page 95 <laughs> when, um, when they're talking about the, the black dragon because... Like, immediately, Jack, mm-hmm. the one who wanted to push her off of the bridge, is, like, asking about this one black dragon, because there's only one that they know of, and they say oh, they yeah. haven't seen him in the last five years, and they're the smartest, most discerning, they're the rarest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hasn't been born in the last century. And the reason you haven't century. seen him is because his rider died. Yes. And so there's something really important that was on top of one of the chapters, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a rider without its dragon is dead. Mm-hmm. A dragon without his rider is like almost dead. Yeah, but not completely. Like a dragon. They, can yeah, the live dragon can the survive it potentially. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of grief, but um, the dragon can survive it, but the person won't. Right. 
and which is very important. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jack is asking about this black dragon. And they're talking about, like, the different kinds of the different colors of dragons. And so you have a lot of history that's basically going out with this dragon. Yeah. And then that same one, too, when they're talking about um, how the rider died. Like, so this black dragon's rider died. It was because the rider was trying to save her brother, Brennan. Yeah. Which was really, like, so you're like, oh, man, there's already this connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. I honestly completely forgot about that connection. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, so this that's page 97. and wow. um So at the end of class, everybody's leaving, and um, she she's, like, kind of asking the professor because mm-hmm. she's like, why, like, why did the rider die? And it's, like, really clear that it's become that. And he's like, yeah, he died, he died trying to save your brother, but Brennan was too far gone. Yeah. And then... Like, not too long after that, the professor goes, being a Sorengale doesn't do you any favors in here, does it? And it's like, wow, even the professors are like, you're not going to make it. Oh, I see. <laughs> I read that differently, I guess. I read that as more of, like, recognition that's like, oh, God, yeah, it's it's probably tough doing being a Sorengale here. I can see that people are being harder on you. Mm. I, that was how I read it. It was more as a, like, oh, I can see that you're not having a good time, and it's because of the name you carry, because everybody's scared of your mom. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm. But, but can, she she does see that. But she does stand up for herself. Like I said, always from the beginning. I mean, she's sassy, but she also she you know Dane is trying to protect her mm-hmm. this whole time. He's really trying to coddle her, and even by so then by page ninety nine, and uh, Jack is just pissing her off. Oh my and, god! And you know Dane has told her to basically like leave it alone and just don't do anything. You know, yeah. just try just to be, be quiet clean. or whatever. And what does she do instead? She throws both her daggers at him so that it oh just, like, scares him, you know? Like, right, like, nicks on the edge of his yes. ear sort of thing. Which is so cool because you realize, like, how accurate she right. really is. So she is actually I good. I did not hurt him. Right. And so she, as much as she might have be a little bit, like, weaker boned or weaker jointed, mm-hmm. it it's clear that she has skills that yes. actually do translate well to here. And so I think that's when you start to, or at least when I started to feel like, oh, maybe she really could be good at this. Like, yeah, she's got enough other skills. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool because she very clearly uses her logic to her advantage. Yes. Like the poisons. Oh my God. The poisons. And it's funny because it's not like they're learning these things in class. It's Mm -hmm. like she takes her own time because of everything she's learned in the scribe quadrant. So her dad was also in the scribe quadrant. Mm-hmm. And he, she's learned all of these things. And now she's just poisoning people. On, like Just casually. Yeah, not, not like to kill them. But it's like, oh, this person is a little sick. Yeah. This person got a little dizzy. So she figures out through Brennan's notebook who she's going to be matching up with. So, you know, they're, <laughs> as they're training, we're going through months of her training, yes. right? And she's having to do hand-to-hand combat and all of these other things. And during hand-to-hand combat... She, she learns how to find out who she's going to be fighting, and so she just doses them with, like, a little bit of something so that yeah. they're not quite as good as they would have otherwise been mm-hmm. to give herself an advantage. And it's like the ruthlessness <laughs> of the college, even though that's probably not okay, yeah. I almost feel like it fits in the personality of it anyway, so, so you don't too. feel like she's cheating in a bad way. No, you it feel like, like she's wow, using her, yeah, she's, like, using her own, I don't know. Her smarts own to her ability again. yeah because it's like there's not just like the one way to do things but like you're right. taught there's only one way there's right. one way to be good 
And I thought it was but really important. But Zayden tells her there's not. I know. Oh my gosh. I thought it was really important on like the very, what well, I think it was the very first sparring class that they had before she had even poisoned anybody. Like her shoulder was dislocated and. And broken, like broke shredded. Her arm. Yeah. And it was another girl that really just like had it out for her because mm-hmm. of who her family was. Yeah, so kind of same as Zayden from the beginning. Yeah. This other girl, was it like Imogen? Imogen is one of the 107 children who were, like, kids of the rebellion leaders. And so she also has this initial hatred for Violet just because of what their family did. But both of them, and I think it's really cool that they're... When we see them acting independently, you can tell that both sides kind of recognize that it's not fair to hold kids accountable for what the parents did. But there's just, like, this built-in hatred that they have a hard Mm -hmm. time getting over. It's like the families just, like, automatically had to hate each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because we kind of balance through the first half of the book, Violet interacting with people like Dane that she's known forever that she should support and love and feel like she belongs with, but she doesn't really quite feel like she fits. Yeah. And all of these kids of the rebellion and she's like, well, like this isn't fair. Like you didn't do anything wrong, but I don't know if I can trust you because... Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I've been taught my whole life to not trust you. Yeah. So, I think that's very interesting. But Which kind of brings us to when she sneaks out. Mm-hmm. She sneaks out of the dorm really late at night because she realizes, hey, I could poison people. Like, let's use that to my advantage. And who does she see when she sneaks out? Zayden. Yeah, and I think we mentioned that before, too, right? That she sees Zayden having mm-hmm. this secret meeting with, like, all all of these other kids of the rebellion and he's That's there when we first see his like softer side yeah, or like soft. leadership yeah not even soft i shouldn't mm-hmm. say that but his caring like, there we go yeah, yeah I like that, that they are they are his family mm-hmm. they he will support them and he will do whatever he can to support them he's mm-hmm. not going to look weak he's not coddling them but he is giving them what they need like they need help in training for a certain subject in school he's going to get them a tutor they need to practice hand-to-hand combat he's going to give them tips like it's, it's more that type of support than i don't know coddling which is right. different than dane who's like this whole time i'm just gonna get you out of danger. yeah he's he's constantly trying to convince violet to leave and go to the scribe section even after she's like gotten through a few of the really hard things she's gotten over the bridge she's doing the training for the gauntlet like which is, like, the big obstacle course, right. basically, that they need to do like on the Like, you can't just home. join this rider quadrant. You actually have to, like, get into it. Right, and he, this whole time, is not respecting her abilities and is just begging her to leave. And I she's like... I got this set up for you. Yeah. And will still take you. You as, can leave. And even as she's walking up to the gauntlet, and he's like, please don't do this. Dane begs, not bothering to lower his voice. as uh, This time, as we emerge into the sunlight, like... So in front of everybody, and it's important to look strong in this group, and in front of everybody, he's like, don't do this, don't do this, you can't do this, I don't want to see you die. die. She's like, wow, thanks for the support. I know, and he keeps doing it. And so when you're seeing that opposed with Zayden, and just like taking everybody else almost literally like under his wing, like, it's so different. You see like an actual strong leader mm-hmm. who's like I want to help I want to help I want to yep. help but then you realize that like he's meeting with all of the rebels which he's not supposed which to which you're not supposed to because you can't meet in groups more than three 
And so, Violet, I thought that this was so funny. Like, I was literally laughing so hard when she was, like, up in the tree. I just pictured her, like, Spider-Man up there. And she's, like, <laughs> watching everybody. Spider-Monkey? <laughs> Hold on tight, Spider-Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally was, like, giggling when I was yeah. reading it. Because I was like, ooh, this is for sure a pivotal moment. But, like, it's funny. Yeah. Go on with you. Oh, I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah. So, so she's now seeing some other sides to Zayden, and, and mm-hmm. she's clearly questioning everything she's been told about him. She's seeing this other side of Dane and also mm-hmm. questioning how she's previously felt about him. And yeah. this whole time, she's really working through and trying to be like, I, what am I going to do? Like, do I just go to the scribe? Is that where I belong? And she has this moment of self-reflection and is like, Fuck everybody else. I think that I might be able to do this, and I'm yeah. going to try. And so she goes through. She does the gauntlet. She does it her own way. Oh, my gosh. I and she gets it. through, and she's really proud. And it you get the difference of, like, yeah. Dane being like, I can't believe you did that. You shouldn't have done that. And then Zayden, who, as she's basically supporting why it was okay for her to, uh, you know, maybe... Do bend the rules way. yeah do it a it, different way it was basically what it made me think of was ninja warriors yes the yes the ninja <laughs> warriors where there's like the ramp that you have to run yeah. up and grab the edge and so she's so short she wouldn't otherwise be able to grab the edge but she stabs her knife into it and mm-hmm. uses that to kind of haul herself over the edge and so she's basically pleading her case oh, of why that was allowed Zayden had caught her yeah. when she was up in the tree he was like i know you're there mm-hmm. and like when they talk about him in the shadows it I loved this because in Akatar, we know somebody else who has shadows. Civil and Dorian with the oh, shadows. Thought about that too. Oh, oh shadow fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and so here, I felt like it was actually explained. Yeah. Where it was like it engulfed everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, whoa! This is such great visuals right now. Like he mm-hmm. basically made everything disappear, and it was just him and her mm-hmm. just sitting there chatting. And he was like, Violet. The right way is not the only way. Right. And so she's like, okay, I'll figure out my own damn way. Right. And she does it. Well, I love that he's saying this as he's still supposedly her enemy. Like, at this point, Mm -hmm. they still are... I shouldn't say enemy. Rival. I think more like rival. rival, I don't know that they were ever truly enemies. I think they were always rivals. But this is from a point where he still is sort of mentally against her. But again, Mm -hmm. it says something about his character also that he... He can see the value that she would bring and the strength that she mm-hmm. has and, like, the potential to be successful, even when maybe other people around her aren't. And he's giving her real executable advice. Like, yes. he's the one who told her, throw those knives at Jack. Yeah. Show him that Show you're not him. to be messed with. Mm-hmm. And she does. And he says, you you know, yeah, the right way isn't the only way. Yeah. And she finds another way to do it, and she makes it up. And then I love when, um, <laughs> after she's, so she's, you know, pleading her case or whatever. Yeah. Oh, because she, was it Imogen that was like, she can't do that! Yes, Imogen. No, it was Amber. Oh, it was Amber. Amber was oh, bad. Amber. Yeah, and so, dude, so she's, like, describing or whatever, and uh, she says, his eyes flare, and I don't miss the hint of a smirk on that infuriating, like, decadent mouth of his. It should be against the codex to, like, that good and be so ruthless. <laughs> I was like, same Violet, same. (laughs) Especially after seeing some fan art run around TikTok, I was like, Yep, and so I love it because he clearly, like, appreciates her 
creativeness also and so he's like you know what i appreciate he didn't tell her what to do he no, just said, he just said find another way different he's like don't give up yes and then it was super funny too seeing that amber was the one who was like she can't do this because she has also hinted that she and dane had had something together mm. and dane was just like yeah we might have fucked He's like, we were a thing last year. We were a thing last year. Yeah. How I pictured it was, yeah, we did. What about it? Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, to me, he was like, yeah, I might have. What do you think about it? Right. Are you jealous? Are you mad? Like, I felt like Dane kept trying to get, like... A rise out of her? Yes. Kind of. But, like, not in a good way. In, like, a toxic, no. like, jealous way. Yeah. Which is funny because she doesn't really give a... She doesn't seem to care that much about that. But when she thinks about Imogen and uh, <laughs> oh, Zayden... Yes. Yes, yes. I love the it. The champagne, oh, yeah. Imogen though. was the one with Zayden. But yeah. Imogen was the one who was like, oh, yeah, well, I had something with Zayden. And he was no, like... No, no, no. I thought they never... She never... Into, she, I Violet, thought she was hinting at no, it. No. Or she just... Oh. Violet just thinks that. So she sees... Imogen being like clearly very close with Zayden, like he he clearly trusts her beyond most other people, and so you know he like goes to spar and he like hands her his stuff or mm-hmm. like you know she's like watching what mm. Violet thinks is him spar across, but we'll get there later, right? Yeah, we'll get there later. Yeah, yeah. But but so either we, way, she's like upset. She thinks something is going on, but she's noticeably upset about Zayden and does not give a rat's ass about what's going yes, on. Yes, that's exactly Dane. what I was going to say. She doesn't care at all about Dane. And yeah, so we so we get past so she made it through the gauntlet. Mm, she yes. she makes it through. She's super pumped. And then they have and this then, thing called the presentation. Yes, and so the presentation is I feel like when we really start to I don't know, get like a better sense for the dragon's personality too. Yeah. And so the presentation is basically all of these cadets are going to walk past all of the dragons that are potentially willing to bond with riders this mm-hmm. year. And so, so it's like they're presenting themselves yes. to the dragons. Like yes. here we are and the dragons just watch. They just watch, right. And so they're just supposed to walk through, like they're encouraged to chat so that the dragons can kind of get a sense for their persona. Mm-hmm. And as they're walking through, we get our first also hint <laughs> kind of talking more about the wyvern too because mm-hmm. they as they're talking um rihanna <laughs> and luca rihanna. um are you know kind of asking questions about what the wyvern are and like how she knows about them and they're you know clearly presented like as folklore mm-hmm. but i marked that one with orange as like a i don't know hint for the future too so it's like oh clearly this is gonna come out but it's i think in that moment as they're walking through in the presentation where you kind of get a better understanding for the dragon's power over people and their personalities because one of the people in her squad who's kind of just acting like a jackass he's kind of saying rude things he's not kind of quiet in the beginning right but then he He sort of is like being disrespectful towards the dragons too and he he just gets fried immediately they're like Like, you're done yeah burned alive (laughs) and quickly incinerated is probably a better way and so prior immediately burned alive and then isn't there a second one that also was dies yeah. in there too Luca. yeah so luca also uh it wasn't he just he was like scared to move forward oh he was being indecisive he was being indecisive like oh maybe we should go maybe yeah. we should say oh my gosh and the dragon was like no. nope bye bitch yeah but then on the flip side we have violet's interaction and so violet yeah. if you remember she has the uh armor from her sister that she got before 
she first comes into the school. And, and the that armor has, like, a dragon scales. of dragon scales. Yeah, and the dragon scales are from her sister Mira's dragon. And dragon like, scales are, like, impenetrable. Yeah, And so when super people strong. try to hurt her, like, it's not... It protects through. her. Yeah, it protects yeah. her. But these other dragons, as she's walking through the presentation, mm. like, smell the dragon <sighs> scales on her. And so they're, like, like sniffing up on yes. her and stuff. But it's kind of cool because she... So... Like we said, you're, like, only supposed to be able to talk to your own bonded dragon, and you don't can't just, like, freely talk mm-hmm. to all the dragons, but that doesn't mean that they don't have an interaction, and so right. she is speaking to these dragons, and they're kind of, like, huffing and, like, chortling or whatever, it you know, like, kind of laughing. literally says, a warm huff of steam blows against the back of my neck. My heart thunders, the beat increasing erratically as I take what might be my last breath and turn toward the line of dragons. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just, like, sniffing her. Like, yeah, they're, like, sniffing her, and so she kind of is just talking at them and telling them, she's like, yeah, my sister's dragon. You probably recognize, how do you say that name? Tien? Tenny? Tiny? I thought it was Tiny. Tiny? Or Tiny? Tiny? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was like Tyne. Yeah. And which is her sister Mira's dragon. And so she kind of is just like talking at them and um they let her pass and everybody else is freaking out. Everybody is freaking Because we've seen out. all of these other people kind of be burned alive, right? And these dragons are just sniffing her and then that's yeah. it. Yep. So yeah, so she gets through the presentation and she's But survives. like these dragons don't Sniff or look at anybody. No, no, no. They leave everybody else alone. They yeah. pretty much are just watching from afar. And then when they get else. to the very end of the presentation, it says there's a golden dragon. Yes. It's at the very end. And she's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, my gosh. And everybody's kind of giving her shit because, or giving this other dragon shit because they're like, oh, well, she's so little. Why would anybody even want her? Like, that... And they're like, well, this is just, you know, useless. Like, you couldn't even ride her and stuff. And Violet's really, I don't know, kind of backing up this dragon from the beginning. She's like, well, basically shut the fuck up. She's a dragon. She's she like, well, alive if small. I wanted to. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with a small dragon? And so I think that's the point where I thought it was, like, an either or. I thought either she was going to bond with this golden feather tail mm-hmm. or she was going to get the black dragon that, you know, was kind of prophesized i think in the beginning i thought so too. never expected it to be both me neither yeah well and then i just loved the way that it happened too because like like the small ones are sticking together because mm-hmm. freaking jack really wants to kill this golden dragon mm-hmm. and so they go into this thing called the threshing and it's basically where they choose their dragons, the dragons choose them they have this connection formed right so they're dropped in the middle of this forest and she sees this golden dragon and she hears Jack be like, I'm going to kill her. I'll get it. Oh my gosh. And so they're running after this dragon. She's like, I have to save this dragon. Mm-hmm. And so she runs after it. And mm-hmm. I just absolutely adored that she's like, I have to save this dragon. Yeah. And it wasn't for her. It was for the, for dragon. the dragon. It was like, she has this respect for that dragon. She's like, I don't care if we don't know about you. Yeah. I don't care if you're not like a battle hardied whatever like that's not what the goal is like you are a living being who should be respected and so she has that like i'm not gonna put up with bullies and i'm gonna support to support this dragon and this dragon is kind of just being like a funny little puppy dog almost of yeah i'm so innocent i can't do anything i 100 percent imagined like frankie with wings my dog a golden retriever i was like this dragon is uh-huh. golden retriever she's just sitting there with her head cocked like uh-huh. hi guys i'm just here okay uh-huh. <laughs> 
But, I thought it was so But funny. as she's doing this and trying to, you know, basically fight against these three other people, then mm-hmm. she also realizes that who's watching from afar? Zayden. Oh, I not, strongly recommend you rethink your actions. Yeah. He's not supposed to interfere, but we at least know that he's here and watching. Because mm-hmm. she's kind of afraid that just nobody even knows this is happening. Yeah. And she's like, well, even if I die, I don't want... She's like, I just, I feel like people need to know that they aren't going to respect these dragons the right way. And so, I, yeah, right from the beginning, we're like, okay, well, Zayden's here. I know. And, but not to rescue necessarily. More right. just to give some moral support in the background. Oh. And then I absolutely loved when she was talking about the golden dragon and she was like, I swear I glanced down at his claws. Or should I say paws? Yeah. And she's talking about how it just looks like a baby. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, but is it? Like, when they were describing it the whole time, I was like, hold on. Like, these these golden dragons are extremely rare. They've never been seen. So why is one here right now? Because they've also mentioned that they've never seen baby dragons right. before. Because no one realized that the feather tails are the baby <laughs> are dragons. The baby dragons, and so she's just a baby, and that's why I was just, just like, I just a baby, just a baby. Hundred <laughs> yes. percent, what I was visualizing with this, because I just freaking loved it. Yeah. Oh my god. And so Zayden yeah. is not the only one who's appreciating that Violet is trying to protect this golden dragon. Mm-hmm. And who comes in, saving the day? Yes, the big black dragon. Yes. He basically, like, comes up behind the golden dragon and is just like, boom, boom. Yep. I'm here. And Tarn is, like, immediate. I don't know how you say his name. Tarn? I usually say Taren. Taren? Sure. Taren, um, is, is doing the, like, mind-to-mind speaking with her. And she's really thrown off because, again, she's been told that you can only hear bonded dragons, you know, or you can only talk to bonded dragons. Yeah. And she's like, wait, no way you're picking me, right? Because the big black dragon. and. Um, and I love the way that he first talks to her. He yeah. goes, step aside, silver one. There's so definitely male voice orders. I blink, wait, what? Did he just speak to me? Yes, you move. And I was <laughs> like, oh my god. Yes. Like, he just freaking spoke to her. Well, and then they're like both just being so sassy I at each know. other. She's, she's, she's like, get on your back. I, have you seen yourself? Do you have any idea how huge you are? The look he gives me can only be described as annoying. One does not live a century without being well aware of the space one takes up. Now get off. <laughs> the way that Taryn just like speaks to her and like encourages her to me was like an annoyed father. Yes. Where like it wasn't, or maybe, I don't know, maybe not necessarily like a father. Or like older brother almost. Older brother where yeah. he was just like, He's like oh. oh. Just get over it. Like, yeah, we're doing this, okay? Yeah. You're great, okay? Do I have to keep telling you you're great? Right. But then, not only is she speaking to... How were you saying his name? Taryn. Taryn. Not only is she speaking to Taryn, but she's speaking to the little golden dragon, too! Okay, hold on. Before we get there, she hasn't spoken until they get to, like, the actual threshing. And so, he's like, get on my back. They all go to this little thing... The yeah. little golden dragon is like standing in front of him because she's so mm. small she can stand under his legs. Mm-hmm. And then they go to like tell her, like tell oh, their that's names. Right. Yes, yes. And I really want to find the exact quote there. Yes. Oh my god. Where is well, it? and I love that before they land at the threshing. So the threshing being mm, yes. like that—that's the whole event of them choosing the dragons and they're 
Um, basically, anybody who bonded is bringing their dragon back to, like, record their names and pairings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is kind of asking Taryn, like, why did you choose me? I don't understand why you wanted me. And he goes, you defended the smallest with ferocity. Any strength of courage is more important than physical strength, since you apparently need to know before we land. Ooh, okay. So we were just talking about when they had just gotten uh, done with the threshing, basically. Yeah, so she's riding in on... On Taryn. And she arrives in the yard and is going to dismount. And, like, already she is seeing this, you know, relationship, basically, with him forming. Because, so she's injured and and he's huge. And so she would have a really hard time getting on and off him. And immediately he basically, like, bows down to, like, make his leg a ramp for her to get off of it. And none of the other dragons do that for their riders. I mean, it is not a thing that they do. And so she's already seeing that he's willing to basically give her this like accommodation to be successful. And it's like really setting the tone. And so as she calls her Goldie is already in the yard and she sees, sees this other little golden dragon and is just like so glad and so happy that um, she survived. And immediately the little golden dragon looks at her and she goes, maybe I was saving you. And And she's like, like, oh, she's like, you're not supposed to talk to me. Don't, didn't anybody tell you that you're not supposed to talk to me? Yeah. And she just basically (laughs) looks at her and laughs. Like, and that was it. Like, okay. Yeah. Nobody told me. Okay. And so now Violet's walking up to get Taryn's name recorded. And as she's giving uh, the scribe, Taryn's name, then this little golden dragon is also like, well, don't tell her my name, too. She's like, what? She's like, tell her my name, too. Indarna, you're, um, Indarna for short. Yes. Excuse me? Tell her. (laughs) And at this point, I think I frantically texted you, Shelby, two dragons! Two dragons! And I was like, yes! Yeah. So that really, uh, was pretty cool. And there have, have never been Two Never dragons bonded bet. to the same same rider before. I love <laughs> two dragons, both dragons. I nod, and all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so funny. I was like, oh no, they're going to have this huge problem with mm-hmm. it. And so they're, you know, everybody is a little bit up in arms about it. Because not only has Violet bagged the biggest and baddest dragon that they didn't mm-hmm. even think was on the table this year. But now she has two dragons. And... Yeah. They're like, well, I don't know if we can accept that. And the dragons are like, well, it's not up to you. Yeah, it's so, up to you. It's so up the, to us, and we already said it's up Yeah, to us. and so the dragons go to convene, but um, as uh, as the dragons are flying away to go have, like, their own little, like, meeting about it, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, so Taryn says, stay close to the wing leader until we return. And Violet thinks, surely he meant the squad leader. And Taryn goes, <laughs> you heard what I said. I love it. And it kind of reminded me of an oh, Akatar when it's like, stay with the high lord. <laughs> me too, immediately. In fact, I actually think I wrote it down here too. Like, <laughs> stay with the high lord. Huh? Yeah. Because our wing leader, remember, is Zayden. Zayden who wants to kill her, clearly. Well, that's what she thinks, right? And the squad leader would be Dane, the one who she thinks she's supposed to want. So. But like, clearly Dane has not been very supportive no. during all of this. So. Yeah, at this point I'm like already really hating him, and I think I said that to you too. Yeah, at this point I was like, Dane, like, I kept asking myself, why does she have this obsession with Dane? Like, he's Just because not they were child- helping her. Because they were childhood friends and it's hard to get over that, I think. Which, yeah. like, I don't know, I guess there's, it, it's sort of her holding on to her old life a little bit, and 
I think that as she starts to, I don't know, be more ready to give up Dane, I think that's also kind of like a measure of her progress of growing into being her own person and not just being, (laughs) struggling with that wine bottle there a little. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Squeak. (laughs) On to bottle number two. There we go. Oh my gosh. There is a lot of wine during this podcast for sure. Oh, heck yeah. We should do like like a wine bottle reviews. Drink. Ooh. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> like a designated drink. Okay, well this tonight is red wine, the blood of our enemies. <laughs> red wine and champagne. Uh the champagne can be celebrating being a rider. I like that? that. And then the red wine is the blood of our enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you like that. <laughs> I really like that. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh. And yes. So, when she, I think I audibly, when they were like, yes, two dragons, I was like, I know it. I knew it was going to be something good. Well, I thought it was going to be one or the other, but I yeah, really I was too. not expecting it to be both at all. I wasn't either, honestly. That was, was really not any of, the, which was like a fun little twist to me. I know. And then even better was totally not expecting the twist that Taryn is, uh, Mated to yeah. Zayden's dragon. Whose name is Segal. Segal. It's, okay, all of these words are like... Gaelish. Gaelish, like... Like Irish? Yep, right? old school Irish. Yeah. Gaelic, it, I don't think Gaelic is around as a language anymore. I think it is in Ireland, because I feel like that's a second language that people at our Ireland sites for work... Oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, speak. very cool. Like in school growing up, elementary school growing up and huh. stuff too. Very interesting. But, um, maybe but yeah, I'm... so these are Gaelic words, mm-hmm. and so they're very hard to be said. And... <laughs> yeah, so you can't judge us on our pronunciations of them, because yes. we're going to say them how we're going to say them, just yep. like Rihanna. And so, Rihanna, I will never get over them. <laughs> well, so I said it as Segeo, and so Segeo and Taryn are mates. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so... Segeo being the big blue dragon that yep. uh, is Zayden's, yep. yeah. and uh, Taryn being the big black dragon. The big black dragon that... Has never been made, or lost his rider lost five rider. years ago and wouldn't take another one. Yep. And now is with Violet. Yep. So that's an interesting connection between Miss Violet and Zayden now. Because yeah. immediately Zayden kind of sees the connection that they're going to have, and that, you know, we've talked about rider and dragon bonding, and if one of them dies, that it can kind of set off like the other to also pass. And so Zayden immediately is like, well, crap, like my destiny is basically fated to hers because yeah. if Violet dies and Taryn doesn't survive that, then all of a sudden, so is his mated pair. Good. That's good. Nice. I'm sorry, did you see that face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, she says. Mm, that's what I think <laughs> every time I read about Zayden. Mm. Me too. Oh my God. But, yeah, so, she, so he realizes really quickly that, like, her dying basically could mean that he would die. And so, as much as she doesn't trust him, she does, I think, at this point, realize that he has a vested interest in her survival for mm-hmm. whatever that might mean. And she keeps saying that, too. Like, you really think he's going to let me die? That means he dies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's her excuse all the time for him being nice to her. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, he can't let me die. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Like, she always had to, like, 
defend his actions. Right. She had to, like, give alternate reasons for his actions mm-hmm. besides the fact that maybe he was just into her. Yeah. yeah. She, like, couldn't couldn't fathom it. Which right. to me, was just so crazy. Mm. I was like, girl, clearly you're cute. Like, right? <laughs> but then it's so funny because, like, right <laughs> after Zayden's like, all right, well, I guess we're fucking stuck together. And she's like, mm-hmm, okay. Okay. Then right after that, oh. Dane kisses her, and she's Dane's like, finally uh, kissing me. <laughs> no, and she goes, oh, maybe I'm not as into this as I thought. It was everything I've ever wanted. Except, except- shit, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I was like, wait, finally. <laughs> yes, which was kind of nice, because at this point, I think everybody's sort of over Dane. Mm-hmm. He has not been supportive of her exceeding or growing and he yeah it feels like he's stifling her and this is the moment where she's finally realizing she's like i got my two dragons and you are just not what i need and yeah. she recognizes that for herself and she's like yeah we were just friends we needed to just be friends i absolutely loved when she finally had this realization mm-hmm. because i literally just kept asking like why keep trying like she already knew she wasn't jealous when he was, like, claiming to be with other people. Mm. And she was just like, uh, I'm not, like, I'm just, I really don't think he's right that I need to be leaving this quadrant. I think I need to be staying. Mm-hmm. And so when she's, like, already seeing, like, he's trying to bring her back, like, she's seeing all of his actions for what they are. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, like, kind of, this is kind of the trope that I think is really funny in a lot of different books where, like, one male character will be like, I want you to change so bad. And the one that's right is like, I want you for you. Mm. And so we're kind of already seeing this happen where Zayden's like, yeah, we just need to strengthen you up. Yeah. And Dane's like, no, I'll save you. Yeah. But you need to leave. You can't actually do this. Right. Yeah. Which it was just like, it was kind of making me sad because like she had already come to the so realization. Far. Yeah. That she wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Like she's had a lot of self growth to be more independent, right? Her mom is already a leader of this whole group, and so she's been told forever what she's supposed to do or not supposed to do, and this is the first time that she really is exploring for herself what she wants out of life and Mm -hmm. who she wants to be as a person or a partner or a friend, and yeah, Dane is really not supporting her self-growth, and I think, honestly, especially as a work well, you're almost 30, I'm 30, like, yeah. as late 20s, early 30s, I think you can appreciate that, like, reflection in your own life, that there are some people, as you start to get a little bit older, that they aren't going to support you in your journey of self-discovery, right. and I think that I just really felt with her in that moment of, like, there's people that mean so much to you, but they're holding you back. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I just really loved that. I thought that was Absolutely. like such a, like you, you feel like you know exactly what that character and is. And that is exactly feeling. what I was feeling too. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, good for you. Because like, as you're kind of saying, like we have these experiences and it's like, you come to a point where you're just like, this is or isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And this is how I want to live my life. Like everything needs to be more intentional than it actually is. So I 100% feel that way too. I was so glad that he kissed her and she was like, oh, I guess I'm not about that. I know, and then at least we can move on from there, right? <laughs> exactly. She never, she never circled back. No, and she I never did, and really I really love that about her too. She mm-hmm. did not second guess her decisions. Like, when she has made a decision, yeah. then she is like, all right, we're going with that. That's what I'm doing, yep. and I am sure. There's no ifs, like, ands, or sure. buts about it. Nope. I loved it so much. Oh. And so... 
luckily, I think after that moment, there's like a little bit of a, I'd say like break more for humor from there. So mm-hmm. then uh, we have Taryn and Violet are, you know, in the very beginning is their bond and basically trying to establish their relationship and they start, you know, practicing flying together mm-hmm. and doing all these oh, you know, other things that. together. And it's funny cause you just get, I don't know, a little more of an insight than into Taryn's personality and their relationship with each other and like I thought it was so funny when um like he says there's a disgusted roar of something I don't understand in my head what the hell does that mean I scramble for the seat to get myself in position as he flies level <laughs> the closest translation is for human is probably for fuck's sake now we're gonna stay in your seat this time and I just laugh so hard because I feel like that really yes again like one statement can oh make it so God. clear I who Taryn is. so funny. He was just so sarcastic with her. Yes. Which I loved because I feel like a lot of Violet's interactions, when she tries to be sarcastic with people, they get a little offended. Yeah. But then when she's having these sarcastic conversations with Taryn, it he's fits. like, well, fuck you too. And he, like, goes right back at it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And especially, so, like, when they're practicing every single day, and he's basically just, like, throwing her off. He's like, you have to get better. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, but he can use his magic to, like, keep her in the seat. Right. But she doesn't want to be able to use no. that as a crutch. She's like, I need to be strong enough to do this. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much because she's like, no, I'm actually going to learn how to do this. I'm not going to let you just protect Baby, me. yeah. And so I kept noticing that he would, like, toss her off. Yeah. And I had the funniest visuals Same. ever. It reminded me of How to Train Your Dragon a little bit. Like, that was the I visual that I... I don't know, I feel like there's a part where one of them, like, was falling, and they were, like, kind of jumping all around and stuff, and that's exactly what I pictured. Which is so funny, because this brings me back to when I was telling you from Zodiac Academy how I pictured the dragons. Yeah. How they were just, like, these, like, big, low, fat things. Yeah, the bellies. run around. Yeah. That's also kind of how I pictured them a little bit. Oh, funny. It was funny because I just couldn't get it out around my head because I thought it was so funny from Zodiac Academy mm-hmm. that, like, from this one, I know that they're big, badass dragons. I know. But, like, I couldn't get Toothless out of my head. Oh, see, I feel like I had a little bit more... Well, I know that Game of Thrones, is, those are technically wyvern mm-hmm. and not dragons. I mean, they're supposed to be dragons, but right. in the show, they're de- depicted as wyvern. But mm-hmm. I had a little bit more of that image of, like, size yeah. and stuff, I think, for this i don't know why mm-hmm. that where i kept thinking of like Aragorn. <laughs> yes 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 so, as soon i think it was like halfway through the book when i saw some fan art and i was like ooh, <laughs> i was like okay now i can picture it like sometimes i, I like it. being able to look up fan art and me too getting that but also sometimes looking at fan art spoils things unintentionally yeah. agreed yeah. agreed for this one i didn't feel like it did as much as Good. long as you were like aware of who was gonna be like together right which i think you can kind of sense from yeah the beginning. after so reading too. enough fantasy romance we understand the enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers which arc. i just love oh my gosh yeah who doesn't i love because you actually have to get to know they the like person. each other for the person yeah it's not, not because just they're because supposed it's like, to yeah not because it's just convenient oh i love yeah. that so coming back we have talked about how Violet is in this school for war war college. She is officially a dragon rider. She's got her two dragons that she has bonded with, and she's working through 
building this relationship with them and looking for like her own magic that she's going to get through their relationship, which she hasn't gotten yet. Mm -hmm. But all of the other first years who have also uh, bonded with dragons, you know, some of them are starting to get their abilities. And the first one that they really go into, I don't know, at least the first one that really stuck out to me Mm -hmm. is all of a sudden uh, Jeremiah, who... We don't hear much about before. I think he's like not really that doesn't seem like that yeah, big of a he's character. Not like super in. Yeah, but he clearly has like a mind reading ability, which they call an intisnic. Is, is that how it's intrinsic. 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 Whatever. Um, and right as this is coming out, and he's you know basically yelling all of the internal secrets of all these people around him, oh. a professor comes up and just snaps his neck. Oh! Just, like, literally snaps his neck and kills him right then and there. And it makes us realize that the government mm-hmm. is also still, you know, maybe, even though Violet's mom is a part of this, you know, I'd say broader government structure, yeah. it makes it clear that they've, They've got their own little agenda, and they've got maybe oh, are yeah. not as good as they seem like they should be because this poor kid just has the wrong ability, and now he has to die for it because they're yeah. like, "Well, you can't reveal our secrets." So even though he has literally no control over it, right? And so it, it gives Violet this fear mm-hmm. too, of like, "Well, crap, I What's don't have my ability. Be? Yeah, what are they going to do if I have something like well, that?" Well, then you also they've also talked about a little bit like if your signet is what they call it, like your power, if that doesn't manifest within around six months, you can basically combust and just mm-hmm. die mm-hmm. because you you have so much energy and magic like pent up that you just die basically. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's really important to know because Violet's really scared of that. She's like. Well, what is my power going to be? I have two freaking dragons. Like, right. What is what's going to? And one of them me? is like the most powerful dragon out there. Yeah. Yeah, but we find out what one of the dragons' is, uh, ability is very quickly. Yeah. After that, quickly. because but before we get there, before we get there, I I just want to know if you noticed that when she was visiting the scribe quadrant mm-hmm. to await, and. She's signing with her friend in the scribe quadrant, mm-hmm. Jacinia, who is annotating this book. From the very No, first I did not page. notice that. <laughs> from the very oh, first that page. was the girl from the first page. The following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language by Jacinia Network, curator of the scribe quadrant, as Bobby as Bobcat. War College. All events are true, and names have been preserved to honor the courage of those fallen. May their souls be commended to Malik. Oh my god, I did not notice that and at all. I, I noticed, I was like, why does that name look familiar? And I, like, started to look through it, and I was like, oh my god, so, like, this is basically being or transcribed by her best friend. Yeah. Isn't oh, that so cute? Yeah, I like that. Oh, I just thought that was, like, super important. I thought that was so sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I thought it was super important because she's like still reading all of the books that she can mm-hmm. and she had been asking her sister to keep a specific book from her dad that she really liked all of these. The like, one on Wyvern. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The one that it had like all of these different like magical creatures and it was like mythical stories or so we think. Mm-hmm. And Folklore. I just, oh, I thought that was so... So, so, so interesting. Oh, my gosh. But then, 
as we were just kind of about to talk about, Violet gets attacked in her sleep. Which is against the codex. (laughs) So their codex or their rule book says really explicitly that you you can kill other cadets and stuff, that's allowed, Mm -hmm. but not while they're sleeping. That's like a very clear line in the sand you're not supposed to draw, but Violet has two dragons and the most powerful dragon, and there's... I don't remember how many of this is, like, 41 or something, unbonded Yeah, cadets. so and they so all want to kill her so that all, they can take the connected yeah. dragon. They're, well, they're hoping then. They're that, hoping that, that they'll choose them. Right, and so she has a whole crew of people basically storm her dorm room and come and try and attack her in her sleep, and she is frantic. She is panicking. Okay. She's like, there's no way I can go well, against this Because she's tiny yeah, and she's fragile. Tiny. Well, and she's by herself. Yeah. And so Taryn is... Just frantic. He's like, I mean, oh, he's no, like you gotta hold there. on. And she's like, he who? Yeah. Oh, you know. Who. Oh, we know who. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it luckily it's like at that point, we also find the first dragon mm. ability. Mm. And so as all these people are trying to kill her, they're trying to kill her, and all of a sudden, time stops. And so we find that Ardarna and Darna has. This ability to like momentarily stop time, and, which is wild. And so she kind of so was crazy. like, I don't know what to do with that. But, but she, like, this may be an illegal power because nobody's ever heard of it. Right. Yeah. That's like something that no one has ever heard of before, but no one's ever Ugh. heard of or knows anything about the golden feather tails either. Yeah. So they don't know that she's just a baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I absolutely love. When she's like, I mark time in Thunder's heart as I stumble into the only open space in my room, but my path to the now open door isn't clear. Zayden fills the doorway like some kind of dark, avenging angel, the messenger of the queen of the gods. Damn! Right, well, and then I love to, like, after, so he, you know, murders this whole crew of people Woo-hoo! that have um, tried to come and hurt her, and... And I had also read his fingers are warm under my chin as he tilts my head up so our gazes collide. Wait, is that a hint of panic swirling in his? And so we, in this moment, I feel like that was the first flash where, like, maybe he does really actually care about her beyond just this, the mated dragons that Mm -hmm. he actually, you know, cares about her. Yeah. And then I loved, because right after that, she's thinking to herself, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Mm -hmm. And Zayden goes, yes. You're alive. Yeah. And she goes, I didn't realize I had said that out loud. Fuck, yeah. I thought I'd work past this kind of reaction to adrenaline, but here I am, shaking like a leaf as Zayden sorts through my armor like he hasn't just taken out half a dozen people. <laughs> and he goes, it's the shock. Are you hurt? Like, he, he can hear it, yeah. <laughs> Which we later know he actually can. <laughs> Well, and then I love, too, when he's, like, trying to check behind her corset, and, like, immediately she goes to just humor, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm freakishly flexible. It's part of the whole bone-stopping, joints-tearing thing. And, like, immediately she's like, oh, shit, that came out in a very different way. (laughs) She's like, I wasn't expecting it to come out like that. Well, and then I I don't think this is the first time, but right after this he goes, come on, violence. Yeah, the little nickname. His little nickname for her. I do have to say, though, Towards the end, I was like, okay, stop. Calling her that, yeah. Stop calling her violence, like, whatever. Like, when it was, like, in serious moments, I'm like, yes. okay. Mm, it's, like, funny as a joke, but mm-hmm. in the middle of battle, I like, didn't like it. probably not, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But then also, like, him kneeling before her and stuff, mm. and I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah, we can do that more. Oh, man. And then she's, that. but she's laughing, like, shortly after that, and she's like, not that I wouldn't cl- climb that man like a tree. 
Is this something about the right circumstances? That I was think like, you said that. I, I sent a picture Don't of that. Don't we all? Yes. Okay. I know. I think I texted oh you immediately. God. I was like, wouldn't we all climb that man like oh. a tree? Well, then I love that he was like, I'm not going to baby you like Ados does. That's only going to get you killed once we get out of Basquiat. So he's like... Already talking about the future. Yes. You're making it out of here. We're going to make it out of here together. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. What, but we need to figure out how this is going to work after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I, I highlighted it because I was like, wow. So, yeah. like, Violet realizes it, but, like, so does everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, Danny's literally just trying to get her out of there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. That is, like quite the pivotal moment there. Mm-hmm. Zayden's like, we are getting out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I love it. Yes, and so then we learn a little bit more about Andarna mm-hmm. and her being basically just like a baby and mm-hmm. the fact that how she gives power to her bonded rider, which she's not supposed to have. She's yep. not supposed to have a bonded rider, but she she does, obviously. And we learned that the way that magic like transfers between them is different. So basically, mm-hmm. she can directly give gift her power to her human instead of like channeling in the way that the larger right. dragons do. And so this way of um, pausing time is something that she can only do because she's a baby and yeah. that she um, shouldn't really be able to do. And so it, it's, def- it's definitely something from the beginning. They're like, yeah, we've mm-hmm. got to keep this to ourselves. We cannot They're share like, this. They're like, we can't do this. Because when she gives her her power, she's not, it's not like a connection. She's giving it to her, which means she's draining herself. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to go sleep for a really long time. And then Violet goes, you're, you're a hatchling. She goes, I am not. I'm two years old. <laughs> the hatchlings can't even fly. And she gets all sassy. sassy and I freaking Like a little teenager. It. I imagine oh like little God. teenage energy. I'm not one. I'm two. Yeah. <laughs> like a little, little toddler. Oh, I just freaking love that. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh my God. And so after... After we get this more little piece of information, and I think Violet's still sort of reeling from her uh, assassination attempt, Mm -hmm. we see, again, another large example of how different Dane and Zayden treat Violet. And so, Violet saw the person who unlocked her door to let this this storm of people in. Mm -hmm. And that person was Amber, who was Dane's explain Ex- ex-girlfriend whatever. whatever and all like from the beginning violet is scared she doesn't want to tell dean dane because she doesn't think that he's gonna <gasps> believe her oh my God, yes. and which is so sad and so Ugh. she does tell zayden because zayden asks uh-huh. and so remember zayden is basically uh dane's boss think of it like that right yep. and so uh zayden mm. without question believes and stands up for violet and he in front of the entire school, basically calls Amber out and was like, you went against the Codex and you need to be killed. Yeah. Like, you don't deserve to live anymore. And because this is what she said, and Dane, whose ability, his magical ability, is to be able mm. to, like, read recent oh, memories. my gosh, yes. And so she, you know, has he's always had the boundary with her that he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm not going to do that without telling you, blah, 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 I respect you. And so... She, She's saying, hey, I know this was Amber. And Dana's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Yeah, Show me like, the no, memory. she didn't. Yeah, and so this is supposed to be her best friend. 
from childhood of all these Who's years. Who's not believing her, one. Not, yeah, not believing her, and then is trying to force her Ooh. to share these memories. Like, he, like, gra- like, he, like grabs reaches her, for physically her head, grabs her, and yeah. she's like, whoa, 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 you can't just grab me like that. Yeah, and so, so then she ends up having Taryn share the memory of... Uh, with the other dragon. With the other dragon. So that she didn't have to give the information. Right. About... About Andarna. Thing. Yeah, about Andarna. And stopping time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so she lets the memory pass around. She's like, fine, you don't believe me? Well, this is how we're going to show it. And yeah. so everybody agrees and Amber is executed. But Like on the spot. On I the wrote spot. down the imagery of that scene. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, and especially, again, it's like even as much as you hate Amber and stuff, like the so heart-wrenching, oh, yeah. they're relationship between her and her dragon and that they're clearly both like please like don't you know I can't be without you sort of thing and even Taryn is he's kind of having to give Violet a little mm-hmm. bit more of a backbone because Violet wants to have mercy and yeah, she doesn't like, don't want kill her, don't kill her. she doesn't want her to die and Taryn says I let someone live once and he almost killed you last night silver one and mm. so he's like you know I I appreciate he's basically saying I appreciate that you want to have mercy but we can't always be nice. It's yeah. not safe for you. And so she does die. And Ugh. it, But it was, like, such a shocking moment, I think, for her and her relationship with Dane. Because she's like, you should believe me. Yeah. I shouldn't have to prove to you this information. You should just believe me. Because we have been so close for so many years. I know. And, yeah. Well, and then I think what really got me, too, and it, like, actually brought a tear to my eye. Because her, her dragon was Clyde. Mm-hmm. And it says, a gruesome scream rends the air, shattering a window in the academic wing, and every rider slams their hands over their ears as Clyde mourns. Yeah. And that, like, completely brought, like, a tear to my eye, because I was like, wow, like, that's actually really sad. Like, mm. you you always, like, wow, okay, she sucked, like, she kind of deserved to die at some points. But, like, then you see that, no, she's not the only one suffering, like, this dragon is going to be mourning for a long time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was just like... So mm, sad. Yeah. yeah. That was really sad. And it's, again, I think, the good reminder, like, not everybody is all good or all bad, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, to that like dragon, dragon, she and, was yeah. everything, yeah. Oh, so sad. Yeah. That made me really sad. And at that, basically, that same point is when he made... Liam become her bodyguard. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, Liam, you're switching. You get mm-hmm. to be her bodyguard now. <laughs> and at first, she hates it and she's annoyed yeah. about. It, but then Liam is just so charming, and oh. I love Liam from I the very beginning. Well, I love it too because, like, like you said, they just are like they're both. Liam's like, okay, fine, like this is my job, mm-hmm. and she's all mad. But then they end up becoming like the best of buds, mm-hmm. and they get to like talk about things that they normally wouldn't get to talk about. Mm -hmm. And she gets to see a different side to all of these, you know, kind of rebels or whatever, right? And so she kind of gets a little bit more insight into how these kids were treated because Mm -hmm. her mom was responsible for carrying out the punishment for all these parents. And a lot of information isn't in the books that she's read when she was studying to be a scribe. And so she's kind of getting a different viewpoint and it's it's kind of a little bit of a turning point for her too, right? And that maybe all these rebels, like maybe they weren't all really that bad, or maybe right. they, you know, had some substance to them and didn't deserve the treatment that they got. Right. And we start to see that Liam has a lot of respect for Zayden, mm-hmm. and he keeps saying, "I owe him my life." Mm-hmm. And I think that that 
is just a huge turnaround for Violet because she's like, okay, like all these things that I thought about Satan maybe aren't necessarily true. Like maybe there is more to the situation. And mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I thought it was really important for like everybody involved really. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. And because right after that then is when they're in Battle Breath, basically getting current events, updates, and they don't share the scroll that yeah. her and Dean found. So there's basically another, you know, battle or whatever, and people have died, and there's villages ruined, and, and all these knows. things, and they don't share it. And so I think the combination of all these things, right, her starting to change her mind on Zayden... Her form in this relationship with Liam, who's also one of the rebel kids, mm-hmm. and all of these things, she's really starting to question the leadership that she's had to rely on from her mom and everyone else yeah. in government for so many years. And so she, I don't know, she you can tell that's really her first point of just being like, hmm, huh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, and I thought one of probably the most like turnaround scenes is when they're all sparring. And Zayden takes off his shirt. Hot damn. Woo! That imagery was also great. Oh my gosh. Enjoyed that. Woohoo! A lot. Same here. <laughs> oh my god. The, okay, the imagery in this book, though, every single time. Great okay, writing. Minus some of, like, the squad and the wings and the, the organization of some of it, I was, like, a little bit confused. But some mm-hmm. of the imagery of, like, the spicy stuff. Oof. Oof, yeah. oof, oof. Because it might not have been the spiciest scenes I've ever read, mm-hmm. but the way it was written, I was like, I feel There this. was a lot of tension. Oh my god. A lot of I tension. I loved it so much. But on one of the points where they're, they're sparring and he, he takes off his shirt and he turns around and she goes, his back. My quiet gasp is uncontrollable and Zayden tenses for a second before taking his shirt from Garrick's outstretched hand, tugging it over his head, covering the navy blue relic of a dragon that sweeps from his waist to over both shoulders. Textured intricately with raised silver lines I couldn't see from across the gym. Silver lines I instantly recognize as scars. Mm. And she doesn't ask him about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally does, you find out that he takes the scars of the 107 kids. Mm-hmm. To save them. To save them. Yeah, Violet's mom wants all of those kids to die, too, and he says... Along with their parents from yeah, the rebellion. And he says that he takes personal responsibility for all of those kids, and he basically gets just, oh. like, demolished on his back to protect all of these other kids that wouldn't have otherwise had a chance. And some of them are really young, too. Really young. Like really Liam young. Was some really of them were young. still in the womb yeah. when they were when they, these kids were branded and everything. Yeah. And they so, came out of the womb with these, like, designs on them, basically. Mm-hmm. Like and tattoos. so, so now all these hundred and seven kids are being forced into the rider, rider quadrant, mm-hmm. which again is the most dangerous of all of them. Yeah. So he was like, "Okay, don't don't make them die, don't kill them all, but maybe put them through the rider quadrant because they might they might die, but like give them a chance." Mm-hmm. And so he is the reason that everybody gets a chance. So you could see it as he gets a reason. Mm-hmm. He's the reason that they all die, but you could also see it as, like, he's the reason they all get a chance to live. Yep. Which is why he's so protective over them, yes. and I feel like that one... Mm. In fact, he hasn't killed a single person since they've been there, has he? I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't know if he has either, actually. I know he's Oh, no, he killed the six. 
He killed the six that were going after her. After Violet. I don't know. I think he's killed people, but he's not, not like, willing. It's not like Jack. Right. Where like, Jack is just... Sport, kind basically. of, yeah. But... Yes. I just thought that that moment was just like... Mm-hmm. Again, it's, like, more insight into seeing deeper levels to Zayden as a character. Yeah. And then we start to get to our first little bits of hints of, of spice we we hear at uh, Miss Willa Collins' uh, book club. Oh, love woo-hoo. our spicy scenes. <laughs> we love the spicy scenes. And, spicy scenes, lovers. And we Look don't get this. too much... Look at everything I highlighted. Oh my gosh, there's like <laughs> I a page and a page half. Literally a page and a half. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, when she... So, we get to a point, remember, uh, Zayden and... Uh, Violet's dragons are mated. And so mm-hmm. they're getting it on. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. And <laughs> since they share this mental link, Violet is also oh. like, hot damn, I need to bone somebody right now. You know who I want to bone? Zayden. Well, but do she doesn't. <laughs> it's not really intentional, but it's more she's like, so she passes by Liam, who's out protecting her outside like, her door. Not you. And she's like, not you. I'm going to keep but going. But I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> And so she gets outside, and her and Zayden's interaction. She's like, okay, oh the funniest God. thing to me, though, was she was like, I need to go somewhere secluded so I can just, like, cool off. And then yeah. she gets there, and fucking He's out Zayden there. is there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, this scene got me. Yeah. It, oh, man. Yeah, that was a much, I think I also texted you during that part and was like, I, finally. <laughs> I know. Well, but then, then it's sweet because then he, like, helps her yeah. form the block in his mind. He's like, I'm not going to take advantage of you in this state. You don't really mean it. Let me just teach you how to shield. And then she's, of course, magically good at it because, you know. Of course she is. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she figures out how to block it out a little bit so it's not quite as intense of lust. The funniest thing to me, too, though, was, like, he says things like, you're astonishing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want you so bad. And, like, then he's like, wait, no. We can't do this right now. We have to wait. Mm-hmm. This, let me help you. He's mm-hmm. like, I know what this is like. Let me help you. Yeah, he's like, I made so many oh. mistakes my first year. And then he's, like, so amazed that she figures it out yeah, so quickly. he's like, wow, damn, how'd you do that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Part of me was like, just let it happen. But I loved that he was like, no, this is not mm-hmm. the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just love So that was pretty that. sweet. So then I feel like we're starting to get a little more insight into Violet and Zayden's relationship, which is nice. But... Yeah, I loved that. I loved when they actually started, like, instead of them having to be connected to be like, they had to be connected for survival. It was like they're actually helping each other and they're liking it. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that. But then, so now we are moving forward. It's another day. And Dane is trying to talk to her. And we're, like, you know, kind of annoyed with Dane still at this point, right? He oh, kissed her. Annoyed. She's not interested. And he's just being annoying. And I specifically tabbed again <laughs> with my orange predictions Ooh. that there's a point where, uh, where she is basically saying, like, you know what, I don't care what the fuck you're saying, like, this isn't going to be a thing, you didn't want the best for me, and this is two, page 287, and she goes, he reaches up to cup my cheek, <gasps> and I hold his gaze determined for him to understand that he either values my choices or we are never going to fix our friendship, 
And he goes, all right, bye. His eyes crinkle aside as his mouth turns up in a half smile. How can I argue with someone with two badass dragons? But that moment, I think that that's when that's he when read realized. her memories. That's when you, that's. Yes, because, I, and I had marked that at the time too, it. because I remembered that they because he said that he had to like touch her head or like put somebody's head or something like to be able to read the memories. And I remember feeling like that was like a weird moment for him Oof. to reach up and touch her cheek and so I had marked it because I was like I think that that's when he read the memories yeah. that had Zayden in them uh-huh so yeah that's crazy because I have it highlighted but I did not connect the dots oh until later because I looked back and I was like oh <gasps> yeah I even freaking highlighted it yeah and it made me I so... saw it at the time and I was like hmm <gasps> I don't know. Oh I just know that he had to touch this in a little bit, but holy crap. Yeah. I, mm, I have some words and some thoughts that we'll talk about later. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So, so that's pretty wild. Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Willow's Book Club Pod for our upcoming reads. Keep, Keep it spicy, book lovers! <laughs> <laughs>